Hello and welcome to Love Most, the podcast with Daya. I am your host. When I thought about Love Most, the podcast as a concept, I saw no separation amongst us. I wanted to connect with people and help those people connect with you. So let me read you a little bit about what the podcast is about. Um, Love Most, the podcast with Daya is an inclusive platform for those who have something that they do that affects or impacts the community around them or the world around them in some way. That includes anyone who has a book, a story, a product, a service to share, even a podcast or a show. When you love most, you don't judge, you include, not exclude. You invite another and receive them just as they are. And remember, not, love is not only a feeling, it's a decision and an action. In a world where there is so much bullying, judging, and public shaming, I am inviting you to, above all things, love most. Now, I have a great um, guest today, so here we go. How are you helping change the world around you? Welcome to Love Most, the podcast with Dea, where you are invited to share your gifts and to, above all things, love most. Brought to you by Dea Music Ministry. For more information on how to be a guest, please visit www.deamusicministry.net. That's www.deamusicministry.net. Hello, welcome, Phoenix Gibbs, author, spiritual healer. We're going to have an incredible conversation today. How are you? I am operating in gratitude and abundance today. How are you? That is amazing. I'm going to take some of that and I'm going to say the same thing because yes. I think that you're, what we're going to talk about today is so fantastic. It's so empowering. And I have a, a, amazing questions for you today. And I want everyone to know about your mission because I, for one, believe that affirmations are the portal, right? Well, affirmations is sort of the way that we connect with the things that even if we don't feel quite deserving of it, we attract it, right? So before we go, I wanted to share with everyone about your book, which is 365 Days of Affirmations for the Mind, Heart, Body, and Spirit. Look at how my book gives. You could tell you I use my book. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We both have our copies. Um, I personally feel that even though the days, I mean, you have days, but you don't have dates here. So mm -hmm. it's literally... You could just pick up from any specific, it doesn't have to be the first day of the year. It could be any day of the year, any time of the day. This makes it even better. Um, so let me start with a few questions. Actually, the reason why I didn't want to, normally I would read your bio. The reason why I don't want to read your bio is because I want you to tell people who you are. Throughout the questions, we're going to have that opportunity for you to explain what you do. So we're going to skip the bio. And I'm going to start by asking you that, why is it that the habit of saying affirmations, whether you're reading it, writing or speaking it, right? Why is that so important? 
it's important because it sets the tone of how your day is going to go. It sets the tone of how your life is going to go. And it actually helps you create the kind of life you want to experience with yourself. So if you're saying an affirmation, you're saying it with every fiber of your being. It's just not speaking it. But it's like, okay, well, I want to be happy. What does that look like to you? Are you feeling happy? Are you getting excited about being happy? I want a house. What does a house look like to you? Mm. Can you picture all the rooms in the house, how it's going to be designed and created? Are you excited about opening the door to the house? Things like that. So when you're speaking affirmation, it's just not saying the affirmation. It's visualizing the affirmation, but it's also getting excited about it and feeling about it, feeling it. And then on top of that, too, is being grateful for it. Wow. Okay. I love that answer because I think that we're talking about manifesting something, even in the place of, even if you don't know what that exactly looks like, all of us, somehow, I think we, even when we don't know exactly, we still have that feeling, Mm -hmm. that desire. And I think that connects the two. And one other thing too, is I believe that when we put ourselves in a position, when we give ourselves permission to even ask for what we think we deserve, isn't that a way to sort of validate ourselves? Absolutely. I deserve it. And unless you feel like a worthy recipient, you're really not going to have access to the things that can be in store for you. I think a lot of times people, even they overlook, they bypass all of the blessings that are around them because they don't feel deserving. So when you say, I'm going to start my day saying something positive, or declaring something that I think I might want or need, you're literally allowing yourself, giving yourself permission to feel deserving. And that's a big thing. That's a big thing. Um, When did you think to write this book and why? Um, I thought about the book six years ago. I was going through some rough patches in my life and I started creating affirmations, not only to help myself or make myself feel better through my challenges. I always tell people operating gratitude and abundance, because when you're operating in gratitude and gratitude and abundance, especially in the challenging times, that's when you vibrate on a different frequency. That's when you're allowing God and universe to step in and say, okay, even though she's going through a hard time, she's still finding the courage to still step in faith, so to speak. So I wanted to write affirmations to help my, myself uplift myself in a sense where yes i was heartbroken because of the situation but also i wasn't allowing it to take over my being and i said to myself you know what maybe there's other people in the world that may be going through something similar or their own situations and this would actually help so i started not only creating the affirmations but i started face face putting them on facebook and instagram and just giving people some type of, I guess, outlet, if you will, to, to finally feel seen and heard. And with each affirmation I created, it was based on a story of what I was experiencing at the time. If it was trauma, heartbreak, um, loss of a job, um, whatever it is I was going through, the affirmation was going towards that. And by the time, that was 2014, by the time 2017 rolled around, I've probably done over a hundred and something affirmations. Wow. And that turned into 365 by 2020. That is fabulous. I mean, mm-hmm. what other, because see, this is what's the beauty about this book too. Knowing, for those of you who are listening, mm-hmm. knowing that these affirmations were written based on what was going on at that time. Mm-hmm. That means you had a direct connection with how it made you feel. 
Now, yeah. here's the thing. You mentioned something on the question before, which was not just the gratitude, but the way it makes you feel. And a lot of times, see, when I've worked on my gratitude journal, I would always remember how it made me feel. Because it's not just enough to say, well, I'm grateful for that cup of soup I had the other day. You yeah. got to think about that warmth, that feeling, that yes. comfort the comfort that you felt, and the gratitude for having a meal at your table. If you connect with those feelings, it just makes everything so much more powerful. So me, for me in particular, knowing that when you wrote these affirmations and when I'm reading it, I know that, okay, on that particular day, she was going through something that made her write this, that yeah. makes it more relatable. Yeah, absolutely. That makes it more relatable. And when we feel that we can relate, then we are, again, giving ourselves permission given ourselves the opportunity to have access at something that perhaps we we ourselves haven't thought about, right? Yeah. But the book then, listen, there's so many times when I will pick up an affirmation, there's something I'm not really thinking about mm -hmm. in that day, but somehow coincidentally, it feels like it's aligned with what, what I'm going through. Yes. And this is something that has happened consistently with this book. <laughs> and there are days when I didn't pick it up for maybe a few days, but when I pick it up, Yep. Somehow, like, how is this possible that it's just, is it the desire to make the affirmation? Now, when I go to the book, obviously, it is a conscious decision to maybe read something that's going to propel me forward and inspire me in some way. But nine times out of 10, it has something to do with something that I'm going through on that day. So I always find that very interesting. Um, one other thing I wanted to ask you, in the process of writing the book, and even though you're going through things at the time of writing it, Mm -hmm. do, you, do you feel that it helped you further in your journey of self-discovery? Because a lot of times when people write books, they've already gone through the process. Now they're just sort of purging, if you will, right? But in the process of writing, even though you're writing about things that are going on in the moment, did that aid you further in your journey of self-discovery? It did because um, due to the fact that, because the way that I ended up rediscovering my book, was 2019 i was going through my gmail cleaning it out and i saw affirmation book and i was like what is this and so when i looked at it it had 86 pages of affirmations i've written when i went back and i read each affirmation i was different oh wow everything about me was different and so i had to edit majority of the affirmations to the person i am today and some of them i left the way they were because my spirit was like no leave it the way it is because that was something that that's something someone else needs okay and so it helped me in a sense that it made me proud of myself of all of the experiences and challenges i've experienced in my life thus far in 2014 because 2014 is when you know i went through tumultuous uh surgeries i had two surgeries back that i almost died from by the time 2016 rolled around i ended my marriage i came out lesbian moved on with my life, lived in my truth. And between 2014 and 2016, I was struggling mm -hmm. a lot in life. You know what I'm saying? So for me to have written all those things, all those affirmations during a time of struggle, a time of losing identity, a time of, you know, not realizing my life path, mm -hmm. it was it was so powerful to to go back and read all of those affirmations and be like, damn, like, I've come so far in my life that I'm proud of myself because of the fact that everything I've been through in my life, either I would be in a ditch somewhere dead, mm -hmm. <laughs> because, you know, things that go on in your life, or I would be where I am. And I had to make a conscious decision to choose 
myself over mm-hmm. everything else that was going mm-hmm. on. So. Interesting. See, I love your answer because I think that it, what, what I feel is, so you're talking about even though you had changed, but there was a point of reference. Yes. It was something to go back to and say, hey, this is where I was. Mm-hmm. And having written this, what does this mean now in this present moment? And so added it some things, added it some things, left some things, added new ones. Yep. Um, I think this process of editing is fulfilling because it shows you how far you've gone. Yeah. It's I, almost I, like people say we cannot connect the dots going forward. We can yeah. do them backwards though. Yeah. But you go back and you see, oh wow, this is where I was. And now I'm here. And I can only imagine how enriching that was. You know, I think that's great. Um, I want to pick you pick your brain a little bit here. So sure. do you think, okay, so let me let me see if I can formulate the question the right way. So is it fair to say that trauma that goes unresolved? can manifest itself repeatedly throughout our lives until we decide to heal from it. Now, until we decide to heal from it, because I think healing is actually a decision, in my opinion. I mean, it's a, it's, it has layers, but they starts with, I want to be better. I want to be different. I, I can't be like this anymore. I think we end up wanting to survive it. A lot of times, People think surviving is subconscious because we go into denial and we suppress it. But eventually the action of this manifesting itself repeatedly, do you think that it happens until we decide to heal? 250%. Okay. (laughs) Because you relive it every single day of your life until you decide to make a commitment to yourself to confront trauma, face it go through your process of forgiveness. And on top of that too, define what healing looks like to you, define what forgiveness looks like to you, define what peace looks like to you. And also going through your process of, I always say that people who've experienced trauma, which is everyone in their life, regardless if it's mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, psychologically, financially, we all have little boys and little girls that are inside of us that need healing as well. And we completely forget and ignore the little person inside of us. And so we don't heal. And that's why the trauma continues because we are looking outside ourselves as opposed to looking within ourselves and how we truly feel and how we're supposed to take time to nurture that Mm. little child in us. And there's so many men and women, little girls, little boys walking around and grown women, grown men. Love that. Love that. And you know what? It's interesting because actually when I titled that this interview, I called, we have the responsibility to be whole. Absolutely. And it's almost like regardless of your pain, regardless of what happens in your past, it is our responsibility to heal. Healing is up to us. It's our responsibility. And this is why I like to say that healing is a decision. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of times, you know, you've we've talked about this in the past. Mm -hmm. So people say, you either repeat or you evolve. But what people don't realize is that evolving evolving involves some repetition. It does. A lot of times we're going to go over things. It's going to manifest itself. It's going to present itself over and over. And then you get to that point and you say, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I want this to be different. I want to change. I want to do better. Now, evolving is a decision. Now, imagine that when you decide to evolve, now you're, you've just engaged with the healing process in some level. Absolutely. Right? Because now you need to, it's going to 
stuff still happens. I mean, I've watched my journey in particular that even though I wanted to be different, I still went back to the same patterns, but because I had decided I wanted a better life, I was able to say, okay, this is where I need to work on. And the yeah. next time it happened again, well, I don't feel that way. Like when you went to your book and you go back and you say, okay, this is my point of reference, but now I can do this instead of that. Yeah. I'm exactly. this way instead of that way. So I think exactly. that feeling and if the, the choice to evolve, the decision to evolve really has a layer. It, it's a layer of the healing process. You know, it, it, it does it does happen in such a an organic way. And I do think that it, it'll keep playing out throughout your lives. And for those who don't really have the courage to embrace the healing process, to just say, you know what, a lot of people are comfortable being in pain because it's that's their point of reference. That's what's familiar. Not everyone takes this as a as an opportunity for growth, as an opportunity to be free, because a lot of people don't understand that even the healing process is painful but it's freeing at the end of the day you're gonna feel released from a lot absolutely and i always tell people when i talk to my clients i tell them you know healing is a lifestyle it's an extension of you you have to add it towards your daily routine whatever that routine is healing is supposed to be something that you do every single day just like when you wake up in the morning you know you got to brush your teeth wash your face take a shower whatever it is you do you eat breakfast consume healing like a vitamin consume it like a vitamin do the hard stuff and yes it's going to be challenging and hard and painful and and you're going to have all these different emotions and symptoms going on but at the same time like you said it's freeing it is it's and you know none of us are a final yeah and none of us are a final destination no. there's no final product it, it the healing is listen you're going to heal from this and maybe this is going to be resolved but there'll be other things that you're going to have to continue to to aim to heal or learn or grow all of those yeah. things Again, it's all so many layers of it. it is. Now, one thing that I asked you to do for this interview was I wanted us to each pick three um, affirmations from the book that resonated with us and that we wanted to share about it. And you can comment further if you want. Now, what I'd like to do is that you do one, I'll do one, and, and so on. And so we each will do three. Why don't right. you start with your with one that you picked? Well, my life life path number spiritual number is 11 so day 11 um it says i consistently invest in myself so that i can truly grow into the person i know and feel myself becoming okay do you want to do you want to elaborate on that and uh, the, reason why, the reason why i picked that one is because i'm always investing in myself be it emotionally spiritually financially whatever so that i can continue to evolve in my life personally and professionally and I feel like investing in yourself is something that a lot of people don't do. For instance, mm -hmm. going to the doctor, investing in yourself, you know, walking, investing in yourself, eating better, investing in yourself, being still with yourself is investing in yourself. So any which way that I consistently invest in myself, it's me evolving and elevating into different levels because I feel like every year of your life, you should be learning something. Every year of your life, you should be gravitating to some form of change, some transformation, some type of transition. And every year of your life, you should discover something new about yourself. If you invest in yourself, you can find out those things. Yes, and I think that it's a conscious, intentional process. Absolutely. Right? Because a lot of times people are, they're eating, they're not thinking, they're going for a walk and they're not thinking, but be mm -hmm. conscious and aware of yourself in such a way that if you do step outside, 
look around, you know, and say, wow, this is amazing. And I'm making the time. Yeah. I am making the time to walk because it's good for my body. Connect with the thought of what you're doing as opposed to just yeah. doing it randomly yeah. without thinking. So yeah. important. This is why okay. when I'm grounding outside in the morning, I'm saying thank you, Mother Nature, for the birds, the trees, the rain, the snow, the sun. Thank you so much for it. Thank you for allowing me to be present right here, right now in this time, in this lifetime. Thank you for it. So Amazing. Okay. So I picked... Okay, so I picked day 54 as my first one. I am grateful for everything I have in my life and everything that is to come. Right. And the reason why I picked this one is because gratitude to me is the portal to more blessings. Absolutely. I believe that unless you feel as a worthy recipient, you will not access the blessings that are there for you. And what I mean by that is... Okay. We all have blessings all around us, but sometimes we are focused on things that are not aligned with who we are here to be with our purpose because we're not paying attention or because we are not grateful. When you decide to look around and see what is it that I have, even though I may not have everything I want, but I love everything I have. Now you are in tune with what it is that you got to access it. Okay. So I feel that, you know, again, it is not about entitlement. This isn't about, well, I should have this. No, 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 no. It is, I know I deserve and I am grateful for everything else. I may not have, again, I may not have everything I want, but I love everything I have and watch. You can call it universe. You can call it the environment around you. Watch how everything, once you decide that you deserve all good things watch how everything falls into place yep so i love this affirmation <laughs> go ahead what's your next one uh number 44 because i'm 44 so i remind myself daily that i am exactly where i'm supposed to be and that i am being prepared for something powerful wow and i feel every single day um going through pandemic and my deep spiritual awakening and ascension process I've experienced last year to this year that I am being prepared for something powerful. So I'm going through ebbs and flows of emotions, ebbs mm -hmm. and flows of revelations, ebbs and flows of reflection, and it's helping to propel me into being more of a powerful heart coach, spiritual lifestyle coach, herbal alchemist, author that I can be. So when I'm experiencing all these things in my life and someone comes to me and say, hey, I'm going through X, Y, and Z. It gives me so much more of expansion for me to say, well, you know what? I've been through that and this is how I can help you. Or this is the way I can, you know, navigate you in your life because I know mm -hmm. exactly what, what you're going, what you're going through. I know exactly what you're feeling because I've been there. Mm. Wow. Okay. So day uh, 259 says, I take ownership of and responsibility for my voice. Mm. I speak and live my truth in order to set myself free. Mm. I love this, this um, affirmation because even though the way that, I, that it applies, let's, let me just say how it applies to me, okay? okay? Because I think that in spite of how you connect with the higher self, whether it be through God or through other means. And again, we are love most the podcast. So this is why I mean an inclusive platform. Mm -hmm. It is 
to me, it is okay that everybody has their own sense of self and however they connect with the higher self mm -hmm. is fine. But I also believe that as this affirmation says, you have to connect with that inner voice too. There is a connection between of how we are placed on earth with our purpose mm -hmm. through a mission, a vision, like yourself, a book, or how we decide that you, you, you feel that you're a spiritual healer, uh, that you are you have so much to give as a part of your mission, but that's not separate from who you are down to the core. So when you say, I take ownership and responsibility for my voice, it's almost like it's in a place of authority in a way that I feel that we all have that capacity to declare amazing things about ourselves mm -hmm. in order to help others. Because even when you say, you know, I can relate to people when, when they come to me, I can say, I have experienced that I've been there. So now you're using that as a gift to help others, to bless others. Absolutely. I love that. Um, and then when you say, I speak and live my truth in order to self myself, free. Mm -hmm. um, I also love that because I think that a part of being authentic is really honoring who we are. I remember the first time I heard um, about honoring your feelings was actually from you. We had a conversation mm -hmm. in that few years ago and I was feeling like down and you said, listen, however you are feeling, honor that. Absolutely. No, but, and when you said that, you didn't say act on it. You said, honor it. There's a yeah. difference between honoring and acting on it because a lot of people think just because you're angry listen there's nothing wrong with feeling angry um and this basically what you said you made it okay for me to feel that whatever was going on that was upsetting me was okay yep. honor that feeling but that didn't mean that i was going to go out there and slap everybody you know <laughs> throwing myself around like the real brazilian right. but i really love that i love this affirmation so what's your next one what do you got <laughs> Uh, mine's is day 13. It says, I know my birth date, but I don't know my death date. So it is my responsibility to live my life to the absolute, absolute fullest and take action to do everything that makes my heart and spirit smile. Wow. I love this one, especially because in 2011, I almost lost my life. I had a near-death experience. And We're so going to talk about that. I had, a, <laughs> I had it in the next question. <laughs> so, you know, knowing your birth date and not knowing your death date, you know, I used to do a um, an event called Sip and Chat that they attended in New York. And one time I had everyone write down their birth date with a, a, line, a line drawn underneath it and a question mark for their death date. And I told them to take a deep breath and listen to their heartbeat. It's one of the most amazing gifts that we've given and it could stop at any moment. Mm -hmm. And I asked them to write down everything that they've ever wanted to do, any dreams that they had, they wanted to fulfill and allow that um, exercise to be their contract for them to start living their lives because they know their, their birth date, but not their death date. Mm. So I, I live by this every single day. Amazing. Mm -hmm amazing um they was uh 260. Mm -hmm. i really and that's not my age by the way can you imagine i'm 260 <laughs> years old Why um, not? <laughs> i released the chains of i love this one is really powerful to me mm -hmm. i release the chains of fear doubt anger bitterness and rage i have been carrying Mm -hmm. They no longer hold me back from living my best life. Yes, ma'am. This one in particular is um, 
interesting to me because all of those things listed here, fear, doubt, anger, bitterness, and rage are paralyzing feelings, right? Yes. And they prevent you. I mean, yes, we're living, but are we living? Are we living our best? No, we're not because we're being paralyzed by those feelings. Yes. And here's the thing, a lot about, and there is, it's not that there is anything wrong with having those feelings. It's that these feelings have a tendency to stop us from doing the things we're supposed to be doing. Yes. So it's really important to say, okay, honor the feeling of being angry, but don't let them own you. Absolutely. Right. You can have anger. You just can't let the anger have you. And oftentimes what happens is those feelings end up having us mm -hmm. and it takes over our vitality. It takes over our desire to be pur purposeful. So I think it's important, again, awareness about them. And the key word here is the key words are I release the chains. Yes, ma'am. Right? Because it's like you're living in a prison. Yes, you are. You're drinking poison, waiting for the one that you're mad at to fall over there on the corner. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I love that one in particular. Okay. I'm honored. <laughs> so you um, have more for us? Or did we do all of them? Uh, that was three. three. That was three? That was three. Okay. So let's move on to the next thing. Okay. Uh, Phoenix Gibbs, you are <laughs> Oracle Healer, Ancestral Advocate, Spiritual Mentor. And I wanted everyone to have an opportunity to really know what that means to you, who you are and what you do. Can you talk to us about your mission, your purpose, your vision, your dream? Yes. Um, so what I do, I help beautiful souls who are embarking on their spiritual journey discover, define, create, and implement their very own unique spiritual lifestyle, however that means to them. So it's helping them identify what spirituality means, helping them figure out why now in their lives they're looking to go on this journey and helping them with just the conditioning and programming that they've received or inherited from generations before them and also to honor their feelings and how either it, if, if they want to go the religious route or the spiritual route and what that looks like for them. And it's helping them in a way where it goes at their own pace, what they feel mm -hmm. comfortable in doing, where it's okay, you know, yes, I love God, but I also practice working with goddess Egypt, Isis or whatever, or yes, I love God. However, I feel like I'm drawn to more Buddhism. Is God going to like be disappointed in me because I, I gravitate to Buddhism? Stuff like that, just to help people create their very own unique spiritual lifestyle so that it's comfortable, it's courageous, there is no fear, and they can experience spirituality on such a beautiful level where there is no fear, guilt, and shame where they could break those chains of conditioning or programming or whatever it is where they don't have that fear anymore to like fully be their true authentic spiritual self where they actually are able to define their spiritual identity within their lifestyle okay there you go <laughs> so um you are okay before i go into the this other question about your creativity because you're extremely creative i wanted to take a moment to uh, listen to you speak a little bit about 
uh, your near-death experience because it's something that is mentioned in the intro of your book and it came yeah. up a couple of times already. I'm like, oh my gosh, you already know something <laughs> I asked about that. You would have thought I heard you speak about that before. Right? But it is in the intro of your book and I know it has been a catalyst to a lot of the spiritual changes and growth that have occurred after that, right? So I wanted you to tell us a little bit about that experience. Um, 2011 was a really rough year in my life because I was pregnant and um, with twins and I had a fibroid and a fiber was growing and the babies were not. Mm -hmm. And so I had to have a DNC done, meaning they had to take out the amniotic fluid sac, all that stuff from my body. And it triggered the fibroid and it went into a domino effect, but the fibroid got infected. And it wasn't only one in fibroid, it was about four fibroids on the outside and a couple on the inside. And I ended up in the hospital and I was in the hospital for 13 days and my whole body shut down on me and almost died so with that i made a promise to myself that i would live my life to the best of my ability because i was on my deathbed and i became the shoulda coulda woulda girl mm -hmm. i could have did this i should have did that i would have did this i should have did that and none of those things i did because of fear guilt and shame again so i learned to really really hone in on myself and free myself from anything that I put on me, that I was a prisoner of, that I held myself bondage in or hostage in or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I did it with fear. I was afraid, but I said, you know what? This can't get any worse than where you are right now on this mm -hmm. deathbed. So mm -hmm. for me, it was speak my mind, express how I feel. If there's something I wanted to do it, um, anything, anything that I, cause I had a checklist in my mind when I was on my deathbed of so many things I didn't do. So many people that didn't say stuff to so many things I didn't do for myself. And I was just like, yeah, this is not, this ain't, this ain't the business. You, we, we need to do better. And I said, okay, I make a promise to you right here, right now on this bed. If you survive this surgery that they're about to do, you better make sure your second go round is your best go round. Mm -hmm. So for me is really, really drilling in the brains of people that you only have one life to live live it right the first time whatever definition of right feels good for you you know what i mean because you don't want to have a near-death experience where you're sitting there going i should have could have would have and i didn't mm. i'm lucky that i'm on my second chance at life so i don't waste it i don't take it for granted because i was taking it for granted by not taking care of myself my body my mind my heart my spirit i wasn't doing all the things i was supposed to do so yeah. god was like i'm gonna sit you down in this bed and you're going to go through some things and have some pain and suffering. And this is what we're going to do. And I just decided, like, you know what? I have to surrender to whatever the experience was at the time. Because I knew that at one point my story would help out so many people. So many people. And so that's what happened to me. It went from um, having a, a blister of a glass in my foot that was close to one inch away from my nerve, from my heart, to food poisoning, to getting pregnant, to finding about the fibroids, going through pain, fever, chills, all that stuff, to the fibroid spreading through my whole body, my bladder, my uterus, everywhere. It was everywhere. And wow. to me ending up in the hospital. And that wasn't only the only lesson. Three weeks later, my gallbladder was damaged beyond repair. So I was healing from having the fibroids taken out and having a near-death experience to going into having a second surgery. Wow. So, a process. yeah, it was a process. And I was just sitting there like, 
okay. <laughs> so it's like God was telling me, okay, yeah, you survived that near-death experience, but I'm going to throw this at you so you can remember this is a gift. Your life is a gift. Don't waste it. I'm giving you a second opportunity to live it right and how you want to live it right, but just, just be mindful of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. so. Amazing. Very amazing. You know, I, I, I definitely can relate to that. And I think that what I've been told people is that um, we, perhaps for us, we have had near-death experiences or coming close to death in some way or another. I was in that position a few months ago when I had COVID and was hospitalized. You know, that's what I call the edge of life. You get to that edge where you're looking over and you're about to go over and then you start to see things differently. There are things you cannot unseen or unheard, right? In the, right. In the time. <laughs> but I tell everybody, even though you may not experience in the way that we did, everybody has that edge of life. Yes. If we pay attention hard enough, you will see. For us, it might have been, you know, this um, event, a life event was actually a medical event. For other people, the edge of life may be something else. And I think everybody has to figure out what that is. But yeah. the truth is what you said. We're given only one life and we have the opportunity to honor that life every day, every second, yeah. every minute, every second, every millisecond, right? We yeah. just, we can do that. Um, it's really important for people to understand that, you know, obviously people will not be able to relate to a near-death experience unless, now I heard your story before, I didn't understand what it was. I understood conceptually, but it yeah. wasn't until I went through it that I said, oh, wow, I get yeah. it. Mm -hmm. And then it was actually special that when I was going through my process that you were there because I knew you understood yeah. where I was, where other people couldn't relate. Yeah. I knew that you 100% understood it, you know, so it, it, the beauty of it is that our life experiences will enable us to give the gift of the experience we have had and share it with them and somehow enlighten them in some way. I think that's really important. When okay. you when you go through experiences, I, I feel like it's, it's your responsibility to serve humanity in that way by sharing those experiences because you just don't know who's suffering in silence, who's about to jump off a ledge, who is you know, looking for an answer to a prayer and you could be that answer to the prayer. You could be right. the person that is, you know, throwing that lifeline to that person that's jumping off the ledge or that person who's suffering in silence so they could see the light. Absolutely. All of us have responsibility to humanity and in, in the way that we are serving, how we're sharing, how we're, we're teaching, how we're telling our stories. It helps a whole lot. Like, if you feel like your story doesn't matter, it matters to somebody yes. or a bunch of people. Yes, we have to turn pain into purpose all the time. Yes. That's the way we serve others. Uh, speaking of turning pain into purpose, I wanted to touch a little bit on your creativity because I know that you have the ability to create these incredible products that are homemade, <laughs> that are healing products. They smell wonderful, but they have all kinds of, can you tell us, some of the products that you make the name or like i know that you have bracelets i know that you have go ahead yeah. so i make um spiritual wellness goodies as i call them and they're to help with the mind heart body and spirit and they're all homemade by me i pray over them i call on god universe angels ancestors archangels to help me through the process to search beautiful powerful energy into it so i make shower gels body oils candles bracelets of course um what else do I make? Bath soaps. Yes. 
while you're thinking, I actually put in the website on oh, our cool. banner there for people to see. If you Thank follow you. my friends uh, <laughs> on social media at official Phoenix Gibbs, official you will see Phoenix. that there is a link in her bio, which is the link you see right there. You yeah. click on it and it will give you all kinds of things that she does. Yeah. We wanted to highlight this book again. Absolutely. I oh, don't know where to put it with this camera, but it's the 365 <laughs> days of affirmations for the mind, heart, yes. body, and spirit. Yes, yes, yes. It's and I like, want everybody to get this book because it is a gift beyond, you can't even imagine. It's a gift that keeps on giving. You will find things in here you hadn't thought to ask. Yeah. You know, the affirmations here, like, wow. I was like, I never thought about that. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I'm like, wow, I haven't thought of that. Maybe because we didn't have the experience. But I tell you, just the knowledge of what it means. Might, you might find yourself in that situation and remember that affirmation that you read that day which at the time you couldn't relate. We are all evolving. And the minute you decide to pick up a book like this and look at the affirmations, it's almost like you're declaring a different dynamics for yourself in terms yeah. of self-growth. You're giving yourself permission to learn. You're giving yourself permission to heal. You're giving yourself access, You know, allowing yourself to have access to the things that are there in as a part of your tribe, a part of your support system. Mm -hmm. Tell everyone, is there anything else? I mean, I already said that you have your uh, <laughs> official Phoenix gift. That's just how they can find them. Yeah. I to leave us with one last thought. Tell us one more thing that you wanted to share with people. Um, I think everyone deserves to honor their feelings. I think that everyone, when you're praying or you're meditating, do it with intention, do it with love, and don't second guess it. Don't do it with doubt because God and universe is listening to you. So if you, if there's something that you need and you want in your life, I would always tell people to say, thank you, God, in advance for what's already mine. Thank wow. you, God, in advance for what's already mine. And feel that to the core of your being. Feel it and, and visualize it and get excited about whatever it is is about to come into your life. Wow, I love that. Feel what's already mine because then you're already embracing yes. it, whether it's there or not, whether it's come to life or not. Mm -hmm. But that is leaves a space for I believe it will. Yeah. I believe it's already mine. I think that's a great way of claiming your blessings, right? In advance. Claim it in advance. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me today. I love having you here. So exciting. <laughs> And um, hang on with me just a little bit longer. I want everyone to tune in again um, in our next podcast. Just keep an eye on my social media at Daya Ministry. Uh, also on my bio, the link to all of my platforms, music platforms, YouTube channel, and the, the website. Uh, everything is on there. Just go in at Daya Ministry on Instagram and click on my bio. It was great seeing you. Thank you for joining us. Everyone have a wonderful, wonderful day. And thank you, Phoenix, for being here. Love you. Love you too.